He himself said in chapter 10 of John that no one can take my life. I lay my life. I am laying down my life for the life of the sheep. For the friend, friends, I am laying my down. But if I put down my life, I can take it by force. So, Jesus was not killed by anyone, but he given to him, given himself to death, so that he could take back his life. That power he had. So why he died? Because it was necessary that the Old Testament law, as you all know, is the uh, payment of sin is death. So death should, uh, uh, sin should be compensated by death. That was the only probable way. And without blood there is no redemption. That was the two principles we have been taught throughout the human life. All the tribes, not only the Jews, but all the human tribes were races and colleagues, nationalities, wherever they were, they were all poised in these two principles, shedding the blood of the animals and dying for the sin in different, different ways. But culminated everything into one death and that is the death of Jesus Christ. And on the third day, he rose again victoriously and from then we have a hope of life after this life. So because what we lost in the first creation was redeemed now by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, therefore it is a second beginning of the whole humanity. And in that sense, this Sunday is called a new Sunday. Everything is in a new perspective. Every old things passed away. Every old things died away. Now everything has sprouted in a new dimension. So that is what the new Sunday means. Now today's reading is from, as you all know, chapter 20 of St. John the Evangelist. He says, Jesus appeared to twelve when they were shut because of the or for the fear of the Jews. Without opening the door, Jesus came into them and offered them peace because that was very necessary at that time because all the disciples were uh, really sad. Not only sad, they were fear, trembling. Our Lord. Our teacher, our guru, has been, been put to death by the Romans in combination with the Jews. And we have this time. We are free and we have no power to stand ourselves. So they will surely kill us also. They were all afraid for their life. And in a disturbed mental state of affair, Jesus Christ is coming and appearing to them offering peace. Today as never before, our humanity, our society needs peace and that is everlasting peace. None other than Jesus can give us. Jesus only can give the sustaining everlasting peace. 
which will relieve us, for redeem us, or free us from all the bondages of sin, distresses, tribulations, and all kinds of worldly problems. So therefore, what Jesus first did was giving peace. We all should get peace. In the Holy Kumbhana, four or five times, the celebrant is getting peace. How many of you are really getting that peace? How many of you are really able to shed your fears about life, about the future, about the sickness that is suffering in the houses, or some such other things that drives you in the daily life? How many of us who are getting peace from the holy altar? Think about it. If you don't get peace, then there is something wrong somewhere. So therefore, attend very closely, involve very closely, then only we can enjoy that peace. Now, this day is also called St. Thomas Day. That is another name our fathers gave to this day. Because first when Jesus came, Thomas was not there. And he said, I have to see my Lord. I have to see my Lord. It is a stubborn attitude, no doubt. It is a steadfast attitude, no doubt. But at the same time, his insistence is another proof that Jesus is alive. The relevance of Thomas' doubt is a created one. Nothing comes incidentally or in a half a survey. Everything is planned and devised in the economy of salvation. Everything is planned. So Thomas should have this attitude of or insisting to see law because that is one sound proof that Jesus is still alive. Jesus came next uh, Sunday. Sunday is the day of resurrection and he came and again offered peace and without any remarks, without anybody telling, Oh Lord, last time when you came, Thomas was not here and he was, you know, having a confusion about or doubt about what he was, uh, uh, he didn't believe me, nobody told him. As soon as he came in, he said, Thomas, come to me, stretch your hands. Put it in, the, in my fingerprints and put your hand in my uh, side. Satisfy yourself. Be sure yourself. Don't be shouting. I am doubting. And believe me, Bible doesn't say Thomas did that. Some people give interpretation that Thomas put his side, you know, you must have seen a photo in the church, the St. Thomas picture, especially drawn by. Uh, uh, what you call a Changinur baby. Thomas is uh, putting the finger in the side of Jesus. He didn't do it. Bible doesn't say that. Upon inviting, when Jesus invited Thomas to come and witness himself, he was taken aback. He was, it was a thunderbolt saying, he was puzzled. 
He simply said, my door and my door. See? He did not touch. Before touching, as soon as he heard Jesus, he said, my door and my door. More than that two words in the Bible, my Lord and my God, no theological explanation is needed that he is, he, Thomas is the first one to declare the resurrected Christ, my Lord and my God. That is the relevance of Thomas doubting. It is a creative one. God wanted that. Jesus wanted that. Jesus wanted that. Some people say, uh, the Saint Peter denied him. But Jesus wanted that. Why you know? If Jesus, if he was not denied, he would have also been arrested. The salvation, then all the theologians will fight each other. Oh, Peter and Jesus together got the salvation. Lot of uh, theologies would have arisen. But that is no. Jesus himself has to get the responsibility. Chapter 63 of Isaiah says, Oh man, why your robes are red? There is a question, chapter 63 of Isaiah. Then he says, I myself, singly, alone, I alone, run the wine press. I alone run the wine press. And the juice fell all over my body and the old robes became red. Why do you know the bishops are wearing um, uh, red robes? This is why. Who is this man coming from the east, full of red? And then he says, I run the wine press myself, alone. Nobody helped me. And that is crucifixion, Jesus' crucifixion's premonition or foretelling. Therefore, it was his intention, Jesus' plan, that nobody should take part in the sacrifice act. Neither apostles nor anybody else. He himself had to do it. And that is the reason why Jesus caused Peter to deny. Similarly, it was Jesus who made Thomas to doubt. But unfortunately, some theologians, especially the Romans, call him doubting Thomas. If you read all uh, the ending chapters of the four Gospels, all the disciples were in the same predicament. Everybody doubted, not only Thomas. All the four Gospels give different, different variety of, uh, I mean, uh, narrations. In it says, when Luke says, when he appeared unto the apostles for the first time, it seemed to them like a ghost. And then Jesus told them, why do you doubt? Do you find the hands and legs uh, for a ghost? But I have what is? Come and touch me. Come and split me. Do you have something to eat? I want to eat. He ate with them. He talked with them. He showed his hands and sides and everything. Then only they believed. All the disciples were in the same predicament. Everybody was afraid. 
Everybody was terrified. Everybody was fearing for their life. So it was not that Thomas alone is a doubter. It is totally in the spirit that we call Thomas the doubter. He is not doubter. Jesus wanted him to doubt because it is additional proof that Jesus is risen from the sepulchre, from the tomb. So now we have a new beginning of the year. I don't want to talk too much. What is the new beginning in our life? We have new year and we have many new years. Every country got different, different new years. English new year we all accept as common. Anyway, Chache also considers this is the new beginning, not new year, new beginning. So let us all have a new beginning in our life. The old man is died and passed away. No more in our life. What is our old man doing sin? Telling lies, disturbing others, and a lot of other things. All these things we have to shut down and become new and go forth as a new living being. What do you think? Thank you.